0: Do you have a place
1: that has meaning for you? Lucy Bell used to sit right over here. She passed away about two years ago around this time. She used to talk about St. Simon's Island with me. If you ever went to visit her, if you ever sat down with her long enough over a lunch or over a chance to talk about her life, she used to always mention that place. It was actually a place that very from the very early on, we had a kind of connection because my family comes from South Georgia and we used to go down there every so often, so we made that connection. But whenever she talked about that area, especially in that area of the coast, her eyes kind of lit up but she also had this glow about her that that she almost went there mentally whenever she told you about that about how it was a nurturing space about how it was a place that held so many wonderful memories for her she talked about especially in the last the final years of her life that she was grateful that she was able to go back down one last time do you have a place that has meaning for you? I've heard young people here in the region of Kentucky talk about Camp Wakanda That's our, our region's kind of camp facility down in Casey County. Actually, in the, the thriving megalopolis of Yosemite. Not Yosemite, Yosemite, Kentucky. There's a tanning salon, there's a laundromat, and a convenience store. And a bank. But, so, you know, but that, that space that's there, if you've never been to our camp and conference center down there, it is this beautiful, rustic place. And you think, it's not really a place that kids nowadays would want to go, because there's no air conditioning in the cabins. The mosquitoes seem to be about this big and when they latch onto you, it seems like you lose about a pint of blood. If you stand in the right place and the septic system is full, ah, you know you're at camp. But kids talk about it like this space is sacred, it's holy. It's a place that they look forward to going. Every single summer. They they talk about it when they do in these terms that are just beautiful and mysterious, but also holy. They talk about the fact that when they're there, they feel like they are in the presence of God, that they can be who they've been created to be, that they can connect with people in a free and a beautiful way, that they can live out and know that they are loved in a deep and profound way, and that they can be challenged in their faith. And they say, I mean, listen, if you've ever heard a kid talk about Camp Waconda It is a special place for them. Many times you talk to athletes, and they talk about a place that's sacred to them, and that's on the field or the pitch or on the court. That whatever it means, whatever is happening in their life, whatever is going on, when they step over that line or they step onto the hardwood or whatever it is, maybe even just lacing up their shoes, that when they step out there to compete, That that is a holy place for them, that they're able to focus in, that they're able to, to feel who they are, to cast the other stuff aside, and they find a holy moment with the Almighty in that time of competition, with their team, or even as an individual. They talk about the fact that it's there that they can focus in. And then they can be one with what they're being called to do in the moment. Do you have a special place that has meaning for you? Today in our scripture, you hear the words about Jerusalem again. And this this place, this city, has special meaning within the people of God as well as in that area. The word Jerusalem actually means place of peace. Shalom is embedded inside of the name of Jerusalem. But as we know, it has never been a place that has been crazy peaceful. In fact, there there have been wars fought over the land and the land surrounding it over and over again. But that place... That place holds sanctity for so many. It is a special place. Starting from the very beginnings of time when, when folks began to gather in those, that area where people would travel there to go to the temple to find a chance to be a little bit closer to God. But as we've continued to hear, to hear and to see within the stories, is that it is a place that also holds pain. And it is a place that struggles to find the peace that is embedded in its name. Jesus has set His face towards Jerusalem. It's actually in the text, and and you can see it. It's, It's Him making His way there. If you've ever charted out, these are for Bible nerds. If you've ever charted out where Jesus goes in the Holy Land, and you kind of follow it around you can tell that from a certain point, Jesus is making His way to Jerusalem. Taking His time, but He's making His way there. He knows that that is where all that He is doing, all that He is preaching about, will find a culmination. It's important for Luke as well. Fascinating enough, I mentioned last time that the three three temptations that we get in the wilderness... The way that Luke schedules them is not kind of like everybody else. He makes sure to put the last temptation as being Jesus on the temple in Jerusalem. And that's for a reason for Luke, because that means so much to him that Jesus is going to have to be in Jerusalem for that final confrontation. For the people of Israel, going to Jerusalem was important. Because it was a place that they connected with God. Now, from early on, we recognize that it was the place where David took the Ark of the Covenant, the Ten Commandments, and placed them in the temple that built this beautiful structure around them. And they felt like that this was a special place where God dwelt, where God stayed. So people could actually go there and see the Holy of Holies to know that it was in there, that that's where God kind of really had a place in the world. I know that I have that feeling too sometimes, that I need a place, and it's nice to come into this sanctuary, to this holy space, and to sit here. And while I thoughtfully know that God is in all times and in all places, that God's in my heart, that I'm in God's heart, that God is like the breath, the air that exists God is here, God is there, God is with all of us at the same time. There's something about sitting in this pew, in the quiet that happens, in this space, or even in the noise that happens on Sunday morning at about 10.25. But there's something about this space that it feels like God is in here in a special way. It was the same thing with the people in Jerusalem. They went there and they, they had this space that they could kind of point to and say, ah, okay, here is a place where God is. That's a wonderful thing to have. But it's also problematic because it's been used against people through the years. You understand the complications that happen with Jerusalem and with what's going on? That there are times when people not only... Religious leaders have walled off certain spaces saying, God's in here. Okay, women, you stay out here. <laughs> Guys, you can come a little bit closer, but you can't come really into the Holy of Holies unless you have this certain kind of um, role. You have this certain kind of you know, degree or whatever it is that, you're, that, that they have this like separation. Certain people can come to certain places. So see, even understanding that God is in a place can nurture us, but it can also be harmful. It's complicated, just
0: like Jerusalem is.
1: And for Jesus, Jerusalem is complicated. He knows that he has to go there. He knows that it is there that he will come face to face with all the things that are keeping the people from understanding fully who God is. He understands that it is there, that he will have a moment to show people what God's love looks like, what God's power in this world is really like, and how we all hope to see that, but recognize that it will happen in a very painful way for Jesus the Pharisees come up to Jesus in the scripture today and they immediately remind him of the complications that happened with going to Jerusalem. Jesus, don't go. Herod wants to kill you. Now as an aside, I absolutely love this little piece that just comes right here because it gives me the sense that Jesus Jesus, he's a bad dude, man. And I love it because they're like, look, you got to watch out. Herod's going to kill you. Tell that fox. I mean, can you hear that voice? Tell that fox, I've got things to do. And Jesus just stands up to the authorities. Jesus stands up to the, to the Pharisees. And Jesus says, I have a call tell that fox you can see that Jesus has a fire in the belly that Jesus has this audacity to understand that he is called by God and given a gift inside of him a calling to reach out and to go out into this world and to make a difference and not Herod not the complications of Jerusalem not the challenges and the fear that exist underneath him, is going to stop him from doing that. This place, this Jerusalem, had meaning to Jesus because he knew that that was the place that he needed to go to show the people more
0: about God.
1: Do you have a place that you're being called to, a place that has meaning to you? And not just the physical ones, but also that calling that is deep inside of you that is moving you to be the person that God is calling you to be. Do you have that, that thing inside of you, that fire in your belly that says, this is where I'm being called to live out my gift of ministry to the world. This season of Lent, this season is all about understanding how to live an expansive faith. Not one of isolation, one that kind of holds us in, but one that is ready to step forward and embrace the beauty, to embrace the call, to embrace the energy that comes when we have this knowledge deep inside of us that our lives can make a difference in this world. That the ways that we work, the, way, the things that we do can affect others in beautiful and wonderful ways. That the things that we do, the things we make with our hands, the, the words that we use can bring about God's kingdom, God's sense of the world in powerful ways each and every day. Do you have that place, that thing, that calling inside of you, and are you seeking that out during this time of Lent?
0: Now I hear it. I
1: just, you know, sort of. (laughs) I hear that sometimes, especially from the kids. What's God moving you to do? I don't know. How do we sense that? How do we find
0: that out? And it's, I heard it this week embedded in the scripture.
1: And this is what I heard. I heard chicks. Because here's the deal. I feel like a chick most of the time in my life, moving at high speed, nowhere. (laughs) Do you feel like that too? Just like over here, and over here, and over here, and over here, and over here. I just feel like that. Maybe it's because I have a three-year-old. Maybe it's because that's the way my mind works. I don't know. I feel like a chick just going 100 miles an hour, nowhere, but super fast. So when I heard that God wants to gather me, that crazy chick that is trying to essentially kill itself at all times, with activity, with going in the wrong place, with hanging out with the wrong people, the hawk, the fox, and all this other stuff around there, that God wants to gather me under God's wing
0: Hold me close.
1: Because here's the thing. We, we can't understand what our calling is. We can't take those next steps to discover that fire in our belly until we
0: feel safe.
1: But once we feel safe, once we know that we are not alone, or we are sheltered under God's wing, when we know that we do not do this
0: alone, we can do amazing things. If you knew you couldn't fail, if you knew that That failure was not an option. What would you
1: do? Where would you go in life? What calling would you embrace?
0: That is the place that I want to be. And like all holy
1: places, it's complicated, I know. Because whenever we start that conversation and we say, this is what I want to do. This is where I want to be, but I don't have the time. I don't have the money. I'm too old. I'm too young. I'm too this. I'm too that. And we come up with a list of things. And God just wants to say, get under my arms.
0: And let's go to that place. Do you have a place you want to be?
1: Let's figure out where we're going this next week. Focus our minds. Look to that place. (coughs) Set our sights.
0: Tell that fox to step out of the way because we got a mother hen over us and we're ready to go.
1: Thank you for listening to the White Oak Pond Christian Church Podcast. We hope that it's been a blessing to you this day. White Oak Pond seeks to be a place where we accept one person at a time to Christ's never-ending and forgiving love. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so that you can receive sermons each and every week. And also rate us. It really helps. Thank you again, and may you know joy in powerful ways this week.